Hey y'all, Marisol here. This is our last episode of season one, and as we mentioned in the previous episode and on our Facebook group, we are taking season two on tour, and we are going to be including you all in the conversations, and we cannot wait to hear what you have to say about these meaningful and not so meaningful topics that we bring to the table. Um, if you want more information about where we're headed and where we're going to be and if we're coming to your hometown, stay tuned and connected with us on the Reading Aloud podcast Facebook group. You can also email us directly with thoughts about the podcast, things that you want to hear about, and just general musings at readingaloudlove at gmail.com. And most importantly, if you're in the LA area on February 14th, we have a totally not so typical out-of-the-box Valentine's Day gift idea for you. Come see us at the White Fire Theater in Sherman Oaks. We'll be performing live, recording on stage. We're totally nervous, but we're also totally excited. And yeah, you're going to be a part of it if you're there. And if you can't be there, bummer, um, you can also live stream it. So there's an opportunity to buy a ticket the day of and live, live stream it from wherever you are, in your home, in your bed, with your sweetie, without a sweetie, whatever. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of it in one way or another. So um, we are going to be taking a little bit of a break after this so we can gather some of our new material and have those conversations. And we will let you know on the Facebook group when we will be coming back to you with podcast releases. Okay, thanks again for all the love and support this season. Blessings, babes. I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. Welcome to Reading Aloud, a podcast where Adam and I get curious about meaningful and not so meaningful topics. Meanwhile, giving you insight into what we talk about, why we talk about it, and how we talk about it. Be on the lookout for a new release of this podcast every other Thursday. This is one of my favorite kinds of podcasts because you have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about. And we just woke up and it's like seven in the morning. What so. do you think we're going to talk about? I literally have no idea. Really, I have Give no idea. Give it a guess. Um, what are we going to talk about? Well, you were laughing <laughs> and then and then you started laughing and then you were like, I want to record a podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, let's let's do it. And Great. so here we are. Can and, we... Um, wait, I'm supposed to guess. Yeah. I know. Um... I think we're going to talk about pancakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Breakfast. We're going to talk about, no, just pancakes. Ready? Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should tell everybody a little bit about our morning. So we woke up, at, I woke up a little before seven, and I pooped. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> In prime form. Uh, yeah. Wait, do you mean like... Just okay. this morning. What did we do? Okay, well, we woke up and, the yeah, the alarm went off at 7. You were already up. We got up and then we did a yoga nidra practice. And then we were going to do... We have a morning ritual uh, that we do almost every morning. And we were going to do that. But then we ended up reading an email from a friend. And then you started About laughing. the podcast. About the podcast. Right? And you started laughing, and then you said, let's record a podcast. So here we are. My question for you is, what is, like, the worst things that you did to your ex? 
<laughs> Meaning, he, the background, real quick, the context of this is you were walking away to put the trash, to take the trash down to the edge of the road. Uh-huh. And I was like, you're so amazing and you're so cute. And I was seeing how you kind of scrunch over and how you don't actually stand up straight, which is a problem. And then I was like, then I was envisioning you as like a 20 something year old being kind of like, like the movements that 20 year old boys do. <laughs> Are you laughing? Keep going, keep going. The movements that like 20 year old boys do where they're all kind of gangly and they're like, the tall ones are like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I bet this sort of like hunched over thing was cute back when he was in his 20s and all like, I don't know, like different. And then I was like, I was like, but he was so cute. And like, why were you not already taken? And then I was like, well, you kind of were taken right before we met. And both of us were kind of taken. We were both in long-term relationships. How long was yours? Um, Three years, it was a Three years? Off and on. Off and on. Three, maybe even closer to four. Uh Uh-huh. And mine was four solid. And so I was like, well, we were taken. And then I was like, but we weren't really great versions of ourselves. And I know this because we've had a lot to work on with each other. So my question is, now does my question make sense? What's the worst thing that you did to, like, what were kind of the worst parts of yourself? That you that your te- ex had to, uh, your ex had to tolerate about you. I think um, it's a great question, uh, and I think it's something I should probably reflect back more on. But I think for the most part, the worst parts of myself were things that we've actually struggled with in our relationship, except they were accentuated to another level. And so what I mean by that, so some examples are my inability to communicate um, or express myself or say where I'm at, which lead, which led to a lot of uh, resentment and, you know, non-clarity uh, in our communication. So that's one thing that, um, yeah, that I could have been better at. I think that for them, uh, also, I was ungrounded. Uh, throughout a lot of my uh, previous relationship to you in the sense that I was always a little, yeah, just always looking towards the next thing, like very ungrounded, like I wasn't stable in my life. I wasn't stable in uh, my work that I was doing at that time. I wasn't stable in my personal growth. I, I, I wasn't very grounded, and so I was really wily. That's the word that comes up, was I was very wily. And... um that, that, I think, just, I didn't know how to deal with that, and they had to kind of deal with me in being like that. I am floored to hear this. Do you think that I never imagine you or envision you as somebody who's not that grounded? And, I, and now that you're saying it, I can see what you mean based on what I know about your story, but, like, you are the most present moment person that is in my life right now. Do you think that you are, you were trying to impress me? Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I I think it's, I think it's a little different. I think you can be tuned into the present moment and still be ungrounded in your life. I think actually I relied too much on being in the present moment. Therefore I became more broadly speaking, ungrounded. 
mm-hmm. because I had no real direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, like I, same I, I was, that. I was so tuned into exactly what was happening and that that was a fun experience and that, you know, I was kind of so tuned into my present moment that I became selfish in a way in, in terms of protecting over that present moment. And I had no real vision in the sense that my greater life, the things that surrounded me, the, the, the house that I built around myself, so where I lived, how I took care of myself, uh, you know, how I spent my money, how I spent my time, what, what kind of, how I applied myself to work. None, all of that really suffered because as we grow older and we find and we learn that we know when, when, we, when we create a healthy lifestyle, it is being tuned into your present moment and at the same time, it is giving love and feeding and you know watering as as our, one of our spiritual books talks about like watering the plants and whatnot but like watering all of these different aspects of your personality and if you're only focused on the present moment which i was at that time much more then all of those things don't get as much water and it ends up being like i felt like that relationship really it always kind of, it was just kind of like tumbling along, you know, and that was a big part of my fault. Like I didn't really give it much growth opportunity or direction because I was just so focused on my present moment. Got it. And do you think, so we're going to come back to how you took care of yourself because I was pretty sure that the reason you weren't taken was your stinky feet (laughs) (laughs) that you no longer have. Sometimes they still stink though. Oh, no. Not like when I met you. Not the same. Not the same. Um, tip for our so listeners. That's probably one of the most... Because I, I get really embarrassed about that. It's probably one of the most vulnerable topics that we'll talk about on the podcast. Oh. It's okay. It's we, good. We, Just voicing we that. We can cut it. No, no, no. We are. I was going to ask you to give our listeners tips for how you overcame stinky feet. <laughs> I'm only laughing because you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing at you because you're <laughs> laughing. Um, how I overcame stinky feet. Wow, this conversation really took a turn. I think that I really it was uh, cutting down on my gluten intake. I think uh, drinking too much beer um, made my feet stinky. Uh, I also, I also think it it's a lot around. Uh, trimming my toenails more often people would say like oh new socks every day and uh showering and that definitely has an impact but that wasn't the full cure for me i didn't know it it was more diet and uh grooming and and grooming i definitely i remember when you told me that you you would wear your socks again the next day and i was like oh I will buy you more socks. There's just plenty of socks in the world to not need to do that. And so, yes, I thought it was socks and diet. Yeah. I think a, a huge part was diet. Mm-hmm. I think a huge part was mm-hmm. diet. I mean, I, I still, I still, you know, like to drink beer every now and then, but I don't. 
Oh, I think a huge part was diet. Nearly as much. And I think it was that kind of like sugar and gluten that was oh, you're really... All, yeah. I think so much of your health improved when you stopped drinking beer yeah. with like any kind of regularity. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. I do know that that's vulnerable. I feel compelled to take care of you right now to be like, it's going to be okay. Don't though. See, that's a totally, that's a totally, I think, a, a condition that we that we teach women is like you have to take care of the man and if you know it's interesting like we have that as well we are conditioned like that as well as men to like oh I feel like I need to take care of you but in a different way it's more like um it's more like this it's men are conditioned to take care more of in this like protection thing so you know I'd be like um nobody could make fun of your stinky feet but me you want to take care of me. I don't know if this makes sense or not, but like you want to take care of me in the sense of you don't want my feelings. I don't right? want your like, feelings. Like right? I'm a tender, I'm tender inside, but I'm strong on the outside. And you know, that's weird. It's like we condition women to be strong on the outside and then tender on the, oh, sorry, strong on the inside and tender on the outside. And then we condition our men to be like strong on the outside and tender on the inside. And the fact of the matter is, we can be strong on both aspects, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and we battle that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting as we share vulnerabilities, how some of that kind of natural male female um, conditioning comes mm-hmm. up. I definitely, it's definitely very difficult for me to see you um, and really any man suffer, suffer emotionally. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you're having emotions, and I'm like, oh shit, is everything gonna be okay? Right. Um, yeah, that's conditioning for sure. Uh, so anything else as far as your like kind of negative, the difficult, the things that your ex would have to tolerate about you? I mean, they may have more to say, but... <laughs> I'm sure that they do. <laughs> um, I think that's probably it. I mean, I, again, like, you know, I, I think that there was, there was the communication aspects. There oh, was I was going to ask you something. Mm-hmm when I took that detour to to self-care, but I was going to ask you, in the time with me, did you just naturally start to have that long game perspective? Because I feel like you've always been able to see a long game perspective with me. You you know, I'm talking about the like present moment thing has shifted with me. Yeah, well, I think when I um, moved back across the country to the East Coast from California, a lot of things settled for me and I became much more grounded and I and my my ability for self-growth and paying attention and watering those things around me really opened up right before you You caught me at a good time got it you you were in that transition already yeah very much so yeah you caught me at a good time because yeah, it was just it. W- it just wasn't where I was meant to be. Um, not that it wasn't great and awesome, and I loved it, but it, w- it wasn't really where I was meant to be. And because I wasn't there. Yeah, and that was yet. a big part. And 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 I also think when you find your person, you immediately start to become a better person. I know, isn't that amazing? Yeah, that and that's the thing. When you find your person, you immediately start to become a better person. It's not like. Oh, I found somebody who fits exactly how I think of myself or how I am right now, mm-hmm. right? You, and and I, I think a lot of men screw this up. I have seen so many men 
have great women and then they leave them because that woman was pushing that man to be a better person. Mm. First of all, literally everybody is just like sending heart loves out to you right now because that is a true. <laughs> I mean, it's almost, it's like killing me because that's a truth that it's just a, an amazing truth. It's really nice to hear you say it. As for me, I and and I would say a lot of men in my experience in their 20s we're still we're not as mature and so the the women that we're dating have are a little more mature and and have already understood the aspects of like devoting time and attention to those broader things. I think it isn't always this kind of men versus women thing, but I think in younger life, it is more often on that side. And that was certainly my case. Like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't necessarily ready. And I wasn't in the... Uh, I didn't have the, the system and the structure to to embark on that, being really away from home, away from where I identified as myself, not being grounded in a job, yada, yada, yada. I didn't have the support network to really help me grow. And I think my relationships in that suffered. Got it. The support network from anybody or from men? From anybody. Yeah. Yeah. From anybody. I mean, I I think it was just like that, that was, you know, I was out there. I was on my own. I was you know, felt like I was finding my way. I definitely had friends. I definitely had, um, you know, places I hung out and things that I did. But there's something about, for me at least, there was something about not only finding my person in you, but also finding finding my place in the world. And that's both in terms of the geography and the location that you're in. It's also in terms of like the career that you're in. That was a big thunder in the background of uh, that show's yeah. open podcast. And uh, now Trouser's going to be freaked. Yep. Um, the, your career that you're in. So it's, it's all those things. It's that kind of like network of human needs that when they're grounded, you're actually able to, to launch. Are you going to ask me about mine? Yeah, um, but we but we got off on we got off on that. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about yours. What do you mean? What were the um, worst things about you that your ex would say or had to deal with? Um, I don't know what they would say. I would say that it is my <laughs> control. <laughs> Um, I don't know what they would say. Well, I know I can't speak for them. I That's wasn't asking point. you That's to speak point. for your ex. I was asking you to speak about yourself. Is that I, you know, ye of little faith. You know, I think that that has, um, yeah, when I met you, I just had so much more respect and trust for you. Ugh, that sounds bad the way I'm saying. I, I, we were in different places and I just knew it was a setup for failure, of course, in the last relationships, obviously, because they didn't work out. But like, although I have respect for that person now, um, and a lot of faith in them now, I just didn't at the time feel very strongly about like, uh, what they were capable of at the time, given circumstances. And I just felt like I was kind of carrying everything along and in a lot of ways. And so I, so in that way, um, I feel like I was naggy, controlling, um, you know, just like not as like the, the things that show up when you're not as respectful of somebody else, it's like you question them a lot, things like that. And I'm, I, I'm still kind of like that. Is that why you're laughing? <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I think again, 
what I'm hearing from you exacerbated. Is that, yeah, exactly. Because because yeah, you still exhibit that, and I still exhibit what I talked about earlier. But yeah. I just need you to know that it was bad. It was like it, it was different. It was it was not it. Like the uh, first of all, the unconsciousness of my actions was much higher than it is now, right? Like now, I know that when I get into this place of distrust with you, or con- I never have disrespect, but I of like concern about a choice you're making or something you're doing. I know, like I know, I'm aware. I'm like, my so you have a choice in this moment to either trust this person's decisions or to not trust them. Before it was just sort of like unconscious reactions mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. can see now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so now, basically, here's what I'm deducing. Now it comes when I need, when you're really not doing the right thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, what I'm deducing is that you were micromanaging yeah, and yeah, hyper-controlling, yeah. and yeah. I was <laughs> just not paying attention and not controlling and letting things spiral out of control. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we were on opposite ends of the spectrum. So, therefore, when we met, we helped balance each other out. Uh-huh. There you go. Great. And it's a miracle, maybe, in that fact that we actually... Or it's, a, it's, a, no, it's an indication of that we were meant to be together. When we, no, but when we came together, we became better versions of ourselves. Right. There you go. All right. That's a great question. Thanks for asking it. Thanks, babe. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and listening as we discuss what is meaningful and curious to us. And don't forget to rate, review, and share with your friends. Bye. Bye.